First of all, we need you. We need more women to step into these leadership roles. And God has uniquely and precisely prepared you for the season. Second, I would say, take the time, money, energy, and invest in yourself. Schedule it now and make it a priority. It's always a good time to learn, grow, and develop yourself. Third, set yourself up for success. This is where it's important to know who you are and how you operate. And we talked about it a little bit about the Andy Stanley working on your strengths instead of your weaknesses uh, and build teams. And then there were four absolutely pivotal things in my leadership development. The first was conferences and trainings. There are so many out there right now that are completely free. Check them out. Uh, There's on March 3rd and 4th, there's She Leads Church, a summit for women in church leadership. The other thing I would say is coaching. Over the years, I've done a group coaching and individual executive coaching with Jenny Catron, with Kate Cole, with Allie Worthington. And these three women have been an incredible blessing in, in my life, both personally and professionally. I would also say number three uh, out of the four things, three was counseling. For me, I've been in ministry at the local church for over 20 years. And I tell people all the time that one of the best investments I've made in my life in ministry is counseling. I go every month, no matter what, life is hard enough right now. And it helps to have a Christian counselor to kind of process and move through these tough seasons. And then the fourth thing that I would say that has been pivotal for my leadership development was life planning. And I did a, a two-day retreat actually with Katie and we just drilled down what is my why, what are my core values? And it's actually given me a framework to work through the decisions of, is this a yes? Is this a no for my career? So it's, it's allowed me to quickly filter things through, does this fit with what I was uniquely created to do? So those four things have been uh, pivotal in my leadership. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join Life Coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, and I hope that today's time together will help you live the brave, creative, purpose-filled life I know you were created to live. And so today, I'm excited, friends. I have Melissa Mashburn here, and you are all the things. I got to meet you through Katie Cole's Facebook website for women and supporting us in ministry through Ministry Chick, but I cannot wait for people to meet you. So welcome to Coaching with Kelly. So excited. (laughs) I'm doing the happy dance. Yay. I know. Well, I'll just put a little bit of this on to YouTube so you can see it. So Melissa, tell everybody a little bit about you. You are what Marie Forleo would call multi-passionate. I was looking and I'm like, you've done more things than me. And I thought I did a lot of things. So yeah, tell us a little (laughs) bit about you. Yes, I am. Let me get through the the normal stuff first. I'm I'm married. (laughs) I'm married to my best friend, Matt. We will be together 28 years this May, which is crazy to me. We have two adult sons, um, Nick and Bailey. They will be 27 and 25 this year. A beautiful daughter-in-law. I do do all the things. I am multi-passionate and I'm a ministry coach. I'm a consultant. I'm an entrepreneur. My heart really is to help women find practical solutions for growth, whatever that looks like for them. Uh, So in, in their particular lives. So my specialty is really working with spiritual growth, leadership, women in ministry, and lately a lot of life stage transition type stuff keeps popping up. So yeah. 
Well, we need all of those things. So I'm so glad that you're here today and we get to just share a little tiny bit. Now, as a life coach myself, I love things like the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, all those things. What do you know about yourself? What have you learned in any of those little personality tests? I love all of those Yay. things. Every time they come out, I'm like, oh, what am I? So yes, I take them all. I, I think that's kind of actually part of being a good leader is, is knowing who you are. I don't let it define me, but I do, I do like to kind of figure out uh, different things about myself. So for me, I'm a big shocker. I'm an Enneagram seven. I, I was um, wondering, <laughs> you're so much joy. It's so fun. Yes. I'm an Enneagram seven. I, I'm multifaceted even on the wings. Cause I think in work environments, I'm a, a seven wing eight. Mm -hmm. So I can be very strong and commanding, but with my family, I'm, I'm definitely a seven wing six disc. So I did the disc. Yep. I'm a high I. I don't know any sevens who aren't eyes. I yeah. think that goes together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a seven I, I, wait, high ID. Yeah. They're pretty close. Okay. Um, strengths finder. I love strengths finder. Okay. Let me just ask because do you have what? woo? Do you have woo? Yes. I yes. have woo. <laughs> I don't know any sevens without woo. I'm wondering if that's a thing. Like, uh, that seven, was like my favorite. That's my favorite thing about the strength finder. I'm like, I, I actually remember when I took it because I called Katie and I was like, I have woo. And she's like, shocker. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So positivity. I'm a developer, woo, arranger, and believe it or not, competition. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. We have a lot in common, actually, the positivity arranger developer part, but I don't have any woo. My daughter is a seven with the woo, but I'm really, I want to see somebody do a study. Like, can you be a seven and not have woo and be a high eye? You know, like there's just those little oh. overlaps that are so, so interesting. And you're right. Huh. Like my heart and sharing this with people is that your identity is love daughter of God and this personality we put on mm -hmm. and there's strengths and there's weaknesses. Self-awareness is so important, but it doesn't define us. And that's so, so, so mm -hmm. important. So being multi-passionate, you know, serving with Katie, doing all the things that you do. How has knowing this about yourself, knowing this joy and this reframing, right? The positive and the negative of each of these numbers. Yeah. How has it served you to know these things? Where have you seen it be something that you need to lean into a little bit? And for, we were even talking before we started, like on these harder days, it's hard for a seven, mm. right? It's harder for a seven. My <laughs> middle daughter's a seven and she's like, I don't even like when it snows, right? Like she's just sunshine and rainbows and bubbles and yeah, it's harder when the days are tough. So how has this served yeah. you to know this about yourself? Yeah, we did talk about that a little bit. And I, I think um, for me, knowing the different things about these tests, I think first and foremost, like you said, I am a daughter of the king. And, and that is really what I put on more than my Enneagram or my disc or my, you know, strengths finders or whatever. I think those are just how, how God created me and they manifest out into the world. Um, so it helps me honestly to, to lean into my strengths. It also helps me to build teams around my weaknesses. Yes, I love um, that. I, I'm like you, I don't, I don't have to do all the things anymore in the beginning, you know, I'm like climbing the ladder and, and I, I want to accomplish and, and do all the things, but now I'm like, okay, what am I uniquely gifted and, and good at? And so what is God calling me to do? So I don't like them to be a crutch to me. I don't want to just go, oh, well, she's a seven. She's going to be flighty and, and all those things. I know that about myself. So I know that when I get in with somebody, I, I have to make sure that while I still want to be true to who I am as a seven, more importantly, as Melissa, but uh, I have to realize not everybody's a seven and not everybody understands that. And sometimes 
honestly, I could be too much for people. So I want to learn my strengths and my weaknesses, you know, and then, and build off of that. And I think one of the things I learned is, is really, it was like, I think it was Andy Stanley or somebody. And it was basically, we spend so much time as kids growing up, working on our weaknesses, you know, the things that we're not good at, you know, and unfortunately for me as a seven, when I get in stress, I go to a one. Mm-hmm. So I tend towards perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And so I want everything to be just right, just right. And, and so as a kid, you know, if you weren't making all A's or in my world, if I wasn't making all A's, you worked on what you were weak at. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, I think I just switched. I think Andy Stanley, I'm pretty sure was the first one I heard say that. And it just liberated me to go, whoa, I'm spending so much time working on things that I really don't enjoy and I'm not good at and I wasn't created for, I can get other people to help me with those things and I can do what only uniquely I can do. And I think that has been the biggest thing I've learned from all of these tests and different things that we're digging into is what is it that I am uniquely created to do? Thank you so much for that, because I think that is the most valuable thing for people to own and believe, right? We don't have to bear the responsibility. Find the teams. I'm exactly right there with you. And I was a children's pastor before I was an executive pastor, and I had seen Marcus Buckingham at Global Leadership Summit right at the beginning of my time serving. Teach me that. And I always have valued that value of the team. Well, so I think you might be in the same life stage as me. I am an empty nester. Are you an empty nester? I am, but I I have been for five years, but then just like three months ago, I actually moved in with my kid. Okay. <laughs> so he left the nest. I flew back into his nest. That, that's different. That's totally different. So you have a lot to talk about here. How has this season of your life been? <laughs> it's been interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So any reason that you wanted to jump back in there or you're just in between places or anything? Honestly, I, I think the pandemic really put a lot of life in perspective. It did. I and know. it, it, uh, it kind of reoriented everything that was really maybe a little out of whack. And after, and I know you'll understand this after doing ministry for so long and everything is ministry, ministry, church, church, all of these things that you're, you're driving, you're going and, and depending on what age or stage of life you're at, it can be consuming and it can drive you. And, and for me, it really propelled me to some unhealthy places. And so it just drove and drove and drove. And I think, uh, you know, the, with the pandemic gave an opportunity to kind of have a, a little pause, a, a Selah to go, mm. wait a minute, it, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, right. okay, so what's really most important? Family, our health, our friends, and pace of life kind of slowed down a little bit. And it really kind of gave this like, well, we work online, we could work anywhere. Why are we here? We're away from both of our kids. Our one, our oldest son and his wife are in South Florida. We were in Orlando. Our youngest son was in uh, Kentucky. And so we're like, it's got to be cheaper to live in Kentucky than Orlando. So, and it's got to be cheaper to live with your kid than by yourself. So amazing. he's, He's starting his own business. He's flipping houses and stuff. And so it kind of, we're kind of helping him and he's kind of helping us. And we're trying to see, can we, can we stay in Kentucky? Are we wired for after all 30 something years in Florida? Right. Uh, so it's, it's really just a take a step and, and see what God does kind of thing. 
I love that so much. And I, like you, we were empty nesters for one month and then the pandemic happened and my three adult daughters came home. And I just feel like it was just the biggest gift that they got to live yeah. together as adults. We got to really, and I love that you used Selah, right? Let's just stop and think about it. And what is God trying to say in this season? And so many of us were able to do that, especially those of us who have been mm -hmm. in ministry for a long time. You run so hard and you don't notice until you stop. And you're like, wait, what are we yeah. doing? And why are we doing it? So, oh, that is so, yes. so beautiful. Because my goal in this is to help people really begin to invest in this season of their life. And I think you just reminded us mm. that sometimes investing in this season of our life just looks like stopping and thinking and saying, what could I do differently in this season so that the mm -hmm. important, not just the urgent is highlighted. And so mm. I got to connect with you through Katie Cole's Ministry Chick. Um, I've had a couple of people in the podcast who I met through there, and I just love it so much because her book really transformed my understanding of why leadership had been so hard for me because mm. I'm somebody who just doesn't, ideation is my last strength finder. So input is my first. So I have to sort of read it to see it. And then I don't not see it. And I, mm. like many women in ministry had always served with a lot of men and there were these rules around it. And her book just began to open mm -hmm. my eyes to new ways to do things. And you're the ministry director for her. Um, what is this like for you going from, you worked actually in a church world, right? In yep. an actual journey yep. church. And then now you're doing what I do. You're a coach. You're also serving here. What have you been learning in this season? Because I think we've all seen the statistics that a lot of the burden has fallen on women in this mm. season to both somehow manage the home and the kids and the job. And church ministry is rarely slow, right? Even when it's online, it's a lot of work. What have you learned in this season yeah. that you think we could share with women as they're owning this, that they have to invest in themselves? Yeah, that's, that's a great question and a great insight, honestly, because the beauty and the stress of the pandemic has been overwhelming. Um, and I think that taking the time to, to pause and to breathe and to relax and really reorient yourself, what your family's priorities are, where you want to go, what is God saying to you? Yes. And maybe God forbid, <laughs> maybe even just stop and really have some really rich, deep, meaty time with the Lord. And, you know, unfortunately you get in ministry and it gets so busy and so hectic that sometimes that's one of the things is like, Oh, I'm going to do a drive by. Oh, I was in my Bible check and you move on. And I think that's when, been one of my favorite things about this season is having the space to kind of meander and go wherever he takes you without that anxiety and pressure. And I know that some, that's not, that's a gift. And I know that that's where I'm at in my season and what I'm doing in, in stage of life. But I think it's being aware of that and, and knowing where you are, what you can do. And with, with having kids home and, and with pandemic and everything is just completely helter skelter. I love that word. Cause it's just a great visual of like, this is life right now. It doesn't, nothing makes sense. And I think the beauty in nothing making sense is you don't have to do things the same way that you've always yes. done them. It's time for things to shake up. Things are shaking up in the church. Things are shaking up in our, in our health. I mean, I know when the pandemic first started, uh, we went out, we would go for a half an hour walk every day. Well, then, you know, three weeks into the pandemic, we're like, oh, we got nothing else to hurry back to. And so we ended up taking like a three hour walk right. and you're like right. three hours of exercise. <laughs> yes. There's just this, this kind of thing that says, what does my body need? What do I, mm. what do I want? What do I feel like God's telling me? And I think that what I would say at this point is, is really kind of pull away and, and take a break and pause and say, what is God trying to tell me in this? What is he showing me? And if you're not having that, then that's a great first place to start is, is really sitting in alone and, and having that time with God to go, 
things are not right. It doesn't feel right. It, it nothing kind of makes sense. Um, gonna need you to do what only you can do. And and believe me, that's a very good prayer. I prayed that today. It's so. such a good prayer. Yeah, you know, I was a children's pastor, which is one of the hardest jobs in all of the world. I had been, yes, it is. been there, mom, done been that. There. I have, yep. yes. I was an executive pastor without a lead. So I was basically the, you know, unnamed interim. And that was a hundred times easier. But in 2003, as a children's pastor, I found Pete Scazzaro's Emotionally Healthy Spirituality mm. and began yes. to take Sabbath. And I remember pushing against it so hard because I was a mom of three kids and I had this part-time job that was really a full-time job. And it was so hard for me to settle into the idea that I could just sort of listen to God and rest mm. and, you know, recover every week. And I can't imagine having survived 17 years of ministry without this gift of Sabbath. So how do you care for your soul in such a busy season when you are so multi-passionate? What are some of the things that Sabbath means to you, even if it's not a whole day set apart? What are sort of your gifts? Because I think some people sometimes have to hear someone else mm -hmm. in order to get that idea of, okay, well, there's something I could try. Because it doesn't have to be just Bible study, does it? It can be no. a lot of different things, like a three-hour walk. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's very good is is realizing what works for you. And, and mm -hmm. I would honestly say that Sabbath is something I've struggled with mm -hmm. probably my whole ministry career. People don't want to hear that their pastor struggles <laughs> with, with I think they do actually. They're Sabbath. like, thank you for being human. Um, <laughs> I always kind of felt like I was doing it wrong and, or mm -hmm. I wasn't having this profound moment with God or like, am I supposed to just sit there in my pajamas and wait for a word from the Lord? I mean, like, how does this work? And I read, I like, I love Ruth Haley Barton. I love Pete Cesaro, yes. Pete and Jerry him, yes, him are yes. fabulous. Uh, all of their books are great, but, but Ruth Haley Barton was really the eye opener for me. She has so many great books, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership, Invitation of Solitude and so Silence, Silence and Solitude. I just messed that up. But that book was the first book I read and really talked about the, the, the practice of just sitting and, and being silent, which I'm a seven. I know that's not, <laughs> we have that's lots of words. <laughs> yeah. And we don't like hard feelings. And so mm. sitting in silence for a little bit, like the first five minutes was just brutal. Um, but I think it's, it's tweaking and, and figuring out. And, and honestly, I would love to say that I get it right all the time. I, I just don't. Uh, and some days Sabbath is three hours. Mm -hmm. Some days yes. it could be a whole day. Some days it's a weekend. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So once it was a weekend, so <laughs> it hasn't, it's not even like a regular weekend. Um, but I think it's snowing what works. And I think the big thing is really taking that, that pressure off yeah. of everything has to be perfect. Right? It's an, it's an attitude. It's a heart. It's a, um, it's where you're coming to the throne and you're like, here I am. I don't even know if I'm doing this right, Lord, but I, I want to be with you. I want to hear from you. I want my life to be in tune with you. Can you show me what that looks like? Yes. And, and that for me, I, like you said, the walk, Going out, uh, nature's big for me. I have some of my most aha, cover my body with goosebumps moments when I'm out in nature or on a hike or in a national park or something like that. Now I moved to Kentucky and it's winter. I don't go outside if it's under 40, which means I haven't oh been outside goodness. in a while. Okay, <laughs> don't come to New England. That's like a really warm yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I don't think I could do it. But so I'm having to get creative with that. And so for me now, since I'm not able to be outside as much as I would like to be, 
it's listening to worship music. It's mm. even like during the day, it's, I listen to classical music. I think mm. there's something brilliant about the mm. arts. And so it's, it's getting creative in, in other ways to, to talk to my creator and really get in a place where I, I'm, I'm hearing from him, but I'm also just celebrating him and thanking him and just noticing things. So I try to be very aware. I think it was Andy Andrews, one of his books, it was called like the noticer. And I really love that idea of being aware, uh, aware of what God is doing. And so whether it's, uh, you know, the snow outside or it's a beautiful sunset or something like that, I, I'm trying to be more aware of, of God in my everyday ordinary life. That's so beautiful. And that's a huge hope I have for everybody listening is to take the pressure off. There is no right or wrong way, but know that your creator who loves you is calling you to these beautiful moments that are a gift, you know, just like a snow day is often a gift for a little child. That's what Sabbath was intended to be. Just this mm. sweet moment of take the pressure off, enjoy again, this precious life we've been given. Well, mm. we only have a little bit of time. This is going so fast and I just enjoy you so much. What are some of the things that um, you are doing right now? I see so many different things that you're involved in. What are one or two of the things that you would want to let people know about? I even today I saw on Facebook, a cool creative, little group that you're in charge of not maybe in charge of but you're part of it no i'm not <laughs> so fun you're in charge of so many things i don't know which one you're in charge of but what are some of the things that you're doing right now that you feel like people might be interested in hearing a little bit about well i'm really excited you know you've already mentioned it of course ministry chick mm. uh it's a private facebook group for women in, in ministry I'm, i love that group of women i think it's an opportunity to give back after all the years of so many women pouring into me to be able to pour into women in ministry uh, just even this season of coaching and consulting, doing a lot of work with churches and a lot of work with women in ministry specifically, kind of helping them. I've been the only woman at the table. I get it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> helping them kind of figure out and how to maneuver what that looks like and, and how to handle that. I'm really excited about that. I'm also really excited about the She Leach Church Summit that's coming up March 3rd and 4th. Uh, Katie Allred and, and Katie Cole are hosting it. There's like 40 speakers over there that are doing like this whole season on rhythms. And so mm. I'm doing a session on uh, creating a rhythm of connection and how it's important to have friendships in your life. And so one of the other things I talk about in that is not only just friendship, but I talk about your, your rhythm with your quiet time with God and making mm. sure you have that first. And then your rhythm with your connection with your family and then it's your rhythm with your connection with your friends. And, and, and it has to be in that order. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when you have that in that order, you're, you're way more whole and balanced. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited too. I've been seeing the different pictures. We both had um, Jenny Catron as our mentor and to see her face up there. And I'm just so excited. Yeah, I, if you are a woman who serves in ministry, definitely I can't advocate any higher for Ministry Chick. It's really one of those Facebook groups where people engage and they care well for each other. And it's, it's sort of a very supportive place that we can be. Well, mm -hmm. as we come to a close, is there anything else that you would want people to know about you? How can we find you and connect with you? Especially, I think of the people that I know in New England who may be deciding to step into ministry in this season and might need a mentor who kind of helps them process, you know, the call. How would they connect with you? Oh, yes. First of all, I would love to chat with anybody. So I'm on all the socials. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, I take that back because while this is probably being recorded, there's probably three new socials that are being exactly. exactly I'm, not right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there. Uh, I am definitely on Instagram and Facebook. That's mostly where I kind of hang out. You know, you can, there's also my website, practicalsolutionsforgrowth.com. 
more than anything, I think what I would love for people to hear is, is self-care is not selfish, it's good stewardship. And in this season, when everything's kind of wonky, it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to advocate for yourself. It's okay to step up and say, hey, I'm not okay, I, I need help, or I need to go to a counselor, or I need a coach, or I need somebody to kind of walk this road with me. That's okay, it's not, it's not weakness, it's actually strength. And so being able to say, I need this for me is, is true bravery. So please don't, don't sit in, in hurt, in silence and alone. Uh, there are so many people out that can help you. Thank you so much for that word. I think that's my heart behind being a coach as well. You're speaking about sort of the circles and that is for me why we have this podcast. So thank you so much, Melissa, for being here today. And for everybody listening, self-care is not selfish. Find the time to invest in yourself, in your relationships and in your dreams. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life. For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.